1: And an award winning illustrator and children's author. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started.
0: Hey, do you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie.
1: Hi, welcome to The Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian Greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A dot com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a
2: bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, President of Professional Pet sitting with our Pet Tip of the Week. And, Monica, life is, like, crazy right now for all of us. And I think there's sometimes we look for things that could help to make... Things with our pets go a little easier. Is there any products or anything out there that can kind of help to make pet care easier for the pet parents? Absolutely.
2: So I love when I come across stuff that I can show or tell the clients and just see the relief coming over their face because they're stressed (laughs) about, oh, good Lord, how am I going to figure this one out? (laughs) And we had this instance um, just recently in the office. Of course, we have a client that has four cats. Um, very, very sweet client, very on top of their pet's care. And one of their clients, one of their pets has to have a special diet. Now, those of us with multi pet homes know how challenging it can be
1: mm-hmm. when
2: <laughs> you have some pets that want to eat everything. And then you have others that want to eat nothing. And then you have some that will not eat out of the same bowl on a daily basis ever in their life. Like If you put (laughs) multiple things down, they will sample them all, all at one time. So feeding can be so frustrating. Um, And also, like for the pet families, like ours, for example, we have one of my little girls that tends to um, enjoy food a little more than is healthy for her. She's a she's a little bit of a chunky monkey. And in trying to manage the amount that she intakes and doing that to where the other dogs are able to get everything they need, because then of course we have our teeny one that needs all of the food and that is super slow to eat and will oftentimes get pushed out of the way by the bigger one after she scarfs all of hers down. So it's always the, that kind of, different foods in the household schedule and different feeding levitations that can make things very difficult on pet owners when you get into multiples. So one thing that we found to be very helpful for our clients is they have microchip feeding bowls. These microchip feeding bowls have a tag that can go on the collar and the bowl is a closed bowl and there's different types of microchip feeders out there. So when the, Tag that's on the pet's collar comes in contact with the bowl when it's right within that range the bowl will open and they're able to eat. When they step back the bowl will close. So if another pet goes over to that bowl they do not have access to the food. Oh wow. So that way if you have a pet that can only get a certain diet then nobody else has access to the food. Where it comes in and there's extra features for those too is um, when you have pets that, let's say like for me, for an example, when we're out during the day, or we have some dogs that tend to be grazers, having the chip bowls with one diet for one pet and the other for the other, the one that has to be on portion control, a lot of these chip bowls have different features. And some of them have features to where like you can put the amount of food in for the day. And when they've eaten, the, it'll weigh the actual food. So as the weight goes down, it will increment that pet. So it will close off and it will open three to four times a day, but it will not open until a certain time frame. So you can actually time it out to where the pet is not like gouging all of its food all at one time. So those fast feeders or those ones that are on a limited diet that tend to overfeed, um, you can set it up in the app to either your once a day feeding, twice a day feeding, whatever it is, it'll open up after certain time frames when that pet goes over to the bowl and no more. So even though it has the tag on and it goes back over, if it's within that time frame, it will not open based on the program as well. So you can limit the amount that can be fed at one time. You can limit the frequency um, of how quickly they eat it. It will measure it out so you can keep track of how much that pet is eating per sitting, especially with some of our dogs that have bloating issues or eat too fast and then will bring the food back up. That's also a good thing for those dogs. And then again, our cats that tend to overeat or our kitties that have to be on special diets, that ends up being a really good fix for pet owners, especially people that work during the day and they can't be there all day to monitor things. Um, so it comes in really handy in keeping them on what they need to be on, without having chaotic household and having to go through the the stress and the anxiety of feeding in different rooms and closing off pets, and it just kind of makes life a little easier. And I found that the easier it is for the pet owner to do, the better the compliance is for the pet.
1: I feed mine in three different rooms. I have a, um, a, we'll say she enjoys her food and she eats it very quickly. I have another one who's a very slow picky eater, but she'll eat. And then I have another one who can get pushed around because she's the smallest. And so I feed him in three different rooms and I monitor <laughs> so that nobody goes in each other's room, that everybody gets her food. This is like a miracle. <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> It takes all the stress out of it for me as the pet parent and actually is kind of like a little helper to help make sure that all of this gets done kind of scientifically. I kind of like it.
2: Yes, absolutely. It makes life really easy for yeah. those pet parents. Now, I mean, these polls are not deeper end. Um, I've seen them range anywhere from like $170 to like $270. But if you talk about a pet that has to be in a certain diet, you know, like they have bladder stones or they have kidney disease or overeating. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the health care alone and the vet bills to work on these issues. If they can't be on those diets, if you can't regulate the feeding at home, it ends up costing way, way more. Especially like, you know, when you get into a dog that has crystals and you're trying to keep them on a diet, you know, to dissolve those crystals. And then the pet's getting into other pet's food, and it's not working, and then you're ending up going into surgery for bladder stones. Mm-hmm. So certain instances, and we have that all the time, where it's like, no matter what the owner kinds, tries, tries to figure it out, the pets are so sneaky, they somehow get into other stuff.
1: They don't care that they're on a special diet. They go, no, my, you worry about that. I got some eating to do. <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: so... I mean, one thing I have seen about these tiffles is that they have different brands. Um, some of the more popular ones I saw out there, there's some that's called um, Sure Pet Care, like S-U-R-E. And they have, I think, three different types. And they go in different levels in pricing. Like you have some that are just open and closed with the tag collar um, so other pets can't eat it. And then you have upgrades to where it will um, measure the food and things of that nature. So there's different levels for that one. Um, And then the prices go up based on the levels. There's one that's called Wireless Whispers. That one was running $199, I believe, when I saw that one last. And that one measures and has everything within the app. And that one, with having everything, that was one of the more, the best price as far as the features it had from what I was seeing. Again, we we just kind of, you know, was looking to help our clients that uh, were having this issue. So just got them so far so good. It's working great. Um, I don't know a whole lot as far as the longevity of the product, um, just because I haven't had a lot of clients that have had it for a super long period of time. So I don't know how long they're lasting for the investment um, or what the average runtime is on them, how quickly they break down or wear out, things of that nature. But um, the clients that have started using them have really liked them.
1: Well, I got to tell you, Monica, that this is something that if you have a, a, a dog or a cat who has special dietary needs or uh, overeating needs or, or, you know, they're, they eat other pets, pets in the household food. This is something that would be very, very, it's like an investment because it's almost investing, like going to be investing in the longevity of your pet because it's definitely something that would like be an investment towards their care Uh, having had that in my house and plus i had two cats that one had the little crystals and then the other could just eat anything and he would always be eating her food she would always be food time can sometimes be the most stressful time for and that was when i had four dogs and two cats so (laughs) food time can be so stressful this takes the stress out of it for the pet parent, and also almost scientifically helps them put the dietary restrictions or needs together. So I, I think it's a great investment if, if people can do it.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it really, when it comes to the the stress and the anxiety that some pet owners feel with having to deal with that, that, you know, that calm and knowing that that's handled and being able to go to work during the day and not have to worry about what's
1: happening at the house. I know.
2: (laughs) Um, That enough is a huge enough stress release for the clients to make it worth that investment for them.
1: Now, can you just give out the two brand names in case people didn't catch it the first time so that they might want to like check it out and see what they think?
2: Absolutely. So the couple that I've seen that have gotten good reviews, um, there's sure pet care and that's S U R E pet care and they have three different versions. Um, there's also wireless whispers. Um, there's another one called Our Wonders I'd heard about. Um, I can tell you that like, I've seen different blogs, different information on people that have used it, that have had um, good success with those three. Um, I have noticed that they tend to go in and out of stock very quickly. Um, I know Chewy carries the Sure Pet Care line. Um, wireless whiskers, I, and the Pet Care sure line, when I was on Chewy the other day, um, they were completely out of stock on all three of theirs. Wow. Um, but again, when I went back two weeks prior, when I first started looking at it for clients, they were in stock. So I don't know if it was just a temporary thing or what, um, the wireless whiskers. I had looked at that one yesterday and that was in stock. Um, so just check around and if there's one you really like, maybe just reach out and email them through their website and see if it's a short-term or long-term availability thing. Um, because I did see that they were going in and out. So if there's one that you like and it's not there, definitely follow up and check in on that one.
1: Wow. This is wonderful news for us pet parents. So, well, Monica, as always, thank you for bringing us some great information. Have a great week and we'll be back in just a moment. Hello everyone, Susan Marie and Miss Olive here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends, and a life filled with love. In this series, Masala learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. It's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, behind the scenes with the award-winning illustrator of the Doggy Diva Diaries trilogy of children's books. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Rebecca Phillips is an author and an award-winning illustrator and founder of Pause Publishing. Pause Publishing's mission is to help children develop into being kind and thoughtful through imaginative stories filled with friendships, adventure, and fun. Rebecca is a graduate of Lyme College of Fine Arts in Connecticut and has illustrated many titles for other authors in addition to her own. And I am so happy and so proud, Miss Olive and I are, to say that Rebecca is the amazing illustrator who magically brought Miss Olive's character to life in the Doggy Diva Diaries, the children's book series. So, Rebecca, you've been on before, but I want to welcome you back. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, no. It's our pleasure. Well, first, I want to thank you for encouraging me. Well, gosh, it's been five years now, since five, yeah. six years, that that you had been a guest on my show. I You have beautiful children's books and we'll talk about that in a minute. You had mentioned maybe doing some with Olive and I'm going, oh, I don't know. And then when we met, we met a few months later and we kind of talked about doing maybe uh, a three book, like a trilogy series. And it just seems so wild to even think about doing that back then. And here we are, the third book in the series, Miss Olive Fienzer, Forever Winter Wonderland came out this uh, in December and it was so well received as were the other two. Miss Olive a of Forever home. Miss Olive Forever Friends. But you have taken me on this wonderful journey with, through all of these books. I thank you so very much because of your expertise, obviously your great talent and the magical way you brought Olive to life. It just, it just means so much to me. And I want to thank you for that.
3: Oh, well, it's been a joy for me getting to know you and Olive. And you, you two have become good friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, We're wow, like family now. <laughs> <It's been
1: awesome. laughs> for the first-time listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Because you are also not only a very gifted illustrator, you're also an amazing children's author. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Absolutely. So I, I actually started my own company in 2015, and I've always loved children's books. I've always loved um, looking through children's books at the illustrations, and it's always been a dream of mine. So um, I just, you know, I dove right in, and I and I started self-publishing in 2015, and I I came out with the book Piper was afraid, and then I followed after that with a, another book called Lily the Fancy Pooh, and they all have really great character character quality building messages. And then now recently I've moved into this new series called Farley and Friends, and it's um, all these different kind of unlikely acquaintances that become friends that have all these uh, different personalities. And so it just teaches children to accept and appreciate each other, even in their differences and, you know, just inspiring them to be a good friend to others. So that series is a five book series and I'm still in process working on that. And it has a a line of plush toys with it and a cartoon that we're working on. So that's been quite an undertaking, you know, to um, bring this all together, but, but that's been, what I'm working on now. And it, it's been so fun. It's it's wonderful. The, the best part for me is just to see the feedback. And I'm sure it's the same with you when you get feedback from from uh, the people that purchase the books and the children that, that love it. That's definitely for me the most rewarding part of the process.
1: Well, and I have to tell you, mentioning that, that people will send us pictures of their children with the book. And I know that at the time when we could be out and about, you had gone to a number of book fairs and you sent pictures of children with Olive's books. And of course, I went to some of the fairs with you and your books are out of this world. And you also have plush to go with them. And your plush. I remember seeing the being at the events and the children coming up and were mesmerized by your plush animals that go along with your stories. Can you just tell us a little bit about your thought process and creating these because they're, they're beautiful, They're and the, I watch the children's faces totally light up when they see them, and you mentioned oh. Farley, and of course, he is a very special character who I've gotten to know. But can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about your inspiration for the plush, because you sort of take it from the children's book into a whole new dimension.
3: Well, I wanted to create their own little world, you know, so the kids <laughs> could really use their imaginations and bring bring the character into their everyday life. And, you know, I remember what I loved as a child. And so I was so the kid that was off in the playground in the trees pretending I had a lion <laughs> with so, so <laughs> much toys, you know, just off in my own little world. So I, um, you know, I was just thinking about the things that I can really easily go back and go remember the things that I loved. And, and something that I really loved was those, the, the plush toys and the, the um, having that collection of stuffed animals and having tea parties and doing that, that kind of thing. So I just wanted to bring that joy to the children that that have the books and um, give them that connection to the character. And that's the same reason why we kind of moved in with to the cartoon as well, just creating this, this world. You know, I remember I loved Winnie the Pooh and, Mm -hmm. and where you really feel like you know the characters and you, you can experience their world. And so that's what I wanted to create. And I'm very particular with the toys. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, every detail was, you know, every detail has been thought out. I mean, I, um, source the fabric so it's a very very soft uh, high quality plush velour and they're being weighted and I just I love all doing all the little details you know making sure that everything kind of flows together just to yeah,
1: it's just fun. <laughs> well and, <laughs> creep, and they yep. they're so um they're little expressions on their face. And I know that when you had the Lily character, I mean she had her own little hairbrush her with her hair, her beautiful yeah. fur. And it, you could tell that you put a lot of detail in it and with Farley, I mean the little look on his face. It's and I too, many, many years ago, um, like I didn't play with dolls, I didn't play with anything I played with my pets, and I had all my stuffed animals. And I'm telling you, my bed was a, a, like a jungle. I had all different kinds of animals. I had dogs, cats, lions, tiger. I mean, I had everything, elephants, Every my bed. You couldn't even see my bed. I had some, and yeah. each morning I'd make my bed and put each one of those stuffed animals back up on my bed. But it was like you said, it's like a child's world. They love it. And- And that's like the magic that you bring to your characters Um, and these little plush. It's so cute because all kids need a friend and what a better friend to have than that. So,
3: yes. And I think, too, it's like, you know, we were obviously both animal lovers. Right. So Mm -hmm. even for those children that maybe they maybe they can't have a puppy yet, you know, it kind of gives them that um, kind of hope for the future of, of getting that puppy or that little kitten or to have that that real animal friend, you know. Um, but I always, you know, similar to you, I love animals. So I think that part of that love for even the, um, the toys is that love of the real, the real animals. I loved horses and I love dogs and I love, you know, every, every animal. But, um, and I think that reflects in the stories where I tend to use
1: the, the, the puppies as the main characters, <laughs> um, and because they, they were and-
3: always like people to me, you know, their, their little yes. personalities.
1: We both know each other's pets, so it's they're like... family. They're our family, yes. We both treat them like family, as many of the listeners are do also. So they can yes. totally <laughs> relate to what we're talking about. I have to tell you, speaking of characters, I get so many comments on people who tell me how much they love Miss Olive's character, her little facial expressions, the way her little outfits are on her, the way her little legs are. I mean, she appears to be this very genuine, vulnerable, sweet kind little character and i just want there was such a process that we went to together but i mean you're the one that helped me go through this process i never even would have thought of it to actually test olive as an an illustrated little doggy with real children and we did that and can you just tell me a little bit about the thought process behind that and the other olives that we had created and then we yes. came up with this one
3: that was a wonderful idea, actually. Um, I believe that was your idea to, to ask the children what they loved. And Olive is the best inspiration ever because that is her to a T in real life. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I didn't really have to, you know, go that far for, for inspiration because I had her, you know, right in front of me, this sweet, vulnerable, little, beautiful dog with her adorable outfit. So, um, we had, you know, I had a lot of inspiration. But we, we tried, we did a more realistic illustration um, and then kind of a more cartoony one and then we did a very whimsical kind of more of a folk art um, type look and then we asked the children which one they liked and they gravitated towards that whimsical look so that was um, wonderful to get feedback from the kids and to see what they really loved and what they related to and I think that represents her so well because she is so she's just so sweet and she has that whimsy you know so um, I think that that style, that's what that's what made us decide to go with that style. But I think that that just fits Miss fits Olive.
1: Well, and you know what's really interesting because there's been a great outpouring for love for her character, the way she looks. And of course... It was very important to me, and you were so good when you went along with me on it. I wanted it to be pink. I wanted it to be pastelly. I wanted it to be, when someone looked at it, that it just lit them up and it made them happy. And when, I, when we tested it in front of these children, this is the type of book that they're gravitating to. And I don't know if you remember, Rebecca, but I went to someone quite big and they said no one's going to want to read about a, a rescue dog with three legs who tongues whose tongue hangs out and the book's all pink <sighs> you have to go with
3: your heart yeah. and don't listen of the you know yes. to the opinions of others because people i mean that was that was actually hurtful i remember when yes um when he said that and um you know it's just it's actually kind of went along with the messaging of olive's books of just being true to yourself and um you know and and being <laughs> accepting who you are and who you've been made to be, right? So that yes. was actually a lesson for for both of us during the process of what of what it is that the books, the beautiful messaging that the books represent. Yeah, it actually you know, to stand of, up for that.
1: Yeah, it sort of like gave us more. We were both passionate about it because Olive's message is it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. It's the love and kindness you have on the inside that counts. And it never, our messaging, even between each other with Olive, never got lost. You always supported me. You, very fortunate to have you... Not only as my illustrator, but kind of as a partner, you helped to get me to bring the characters to the next level. Went from, obviously, her finding her forever home. The next book was about bullying and how she dealt with bullying, which, though Olive has been bullied... I also had another dog that was bullied and it was set in the dog park that my other dog was bullied in and she also had three legs. I I wanted to bring it to life and you totally were on board and going, no, this is going to work. Anti-bullying, it's totally going to work. And then of course we did the holiday one which had to be kind of changed up a little because of the circumstances that were in the world. I didn't want to have it at an outdoor event as it was originally written because I wrote it years ago. So we kind of changed it up. And I think that it turned out to be this beautiful, magical holiday book. But I thank you because you, no matter what I said to you, you came back with an even better or a more magical or more whimsical idea that you, when I'd see it on the paper, it was more than I ever thought that it could be.
3: Oh, well, it's a joy to me to, to listen to someone, to listen to someone's ideas. Like you have wonderful ideas and be able to just use what I've learned and be able to bring that to life. So it's so nice when you're working with someone that knows what they want and that has an idea and has that creativity because then we can work together as a team and that's, you know, that's, that's what I love. I love being able to, you know, just when you give those clear ideas to be able to help you to, you know, put them, Mm
1: -hmm. bring them to life. Yes. And And you do that. So well, I mean, the feedback that I get is constant and it's been so positive. I mean, the holiday book probably I had the biggest feedback from, the the most positive. The other two were positive, but I think that the holiday book, the message was not only what you look like on the outside, it's the love you have on the inside, but the whole idea about holidays is it's not what you get, it's the love that you give and the kindness yes. that you give and it's, it's paying back and paying forward and, and that message was so clearly received by the people who were reading the books or whose who's people whose children were reading the books or grandchildren, uh, nieces, nephews. I mean, I've gotten feedback from so many people that it took the meaning of the holidays and just their kids loved it. So mm. I, I thank ch- you very much.
3: Yeah. Well, children's books, too, are they're such a powerful tool for teaching You know, when you think about you're spending that Mm -hmm. quality time with the the parents are spending that quality time reading that book aloud and explaining the messaging. And it's such a good way for, for that, for that messaging to really get into the children's hearts because they're sitting there with quality time with the parents. Like we live in such a distracted world that there's that that is such an important teaching tool together yes
1: it is and i yeah. think that that bond um it goes i mean i know that and i know you were too as a child when you're read to it and you have the, these books these characters and these books that you fall in love with and you share that with the person who's reading the book to you i think that that's a whole that brings it up to a, a bonding up to a whole new level
3: yeah something that will never forget
1: hmm Yes. Now, you illustrated our books, the three books for Miss Olive and the Doggy Diva Diaries, but you also illustrate for other children's authors. Can you tell us a little about that and your inspiration for the characters that are in their books? Because Olive's is totally about a dog, but you also illustrate children.
3: Yeah, so um, I I actually met, there's another um, author that I work with named Catherine Gibson, and she's, she's just a beautiful person. Oh my goodness. And she has, a um, a organization called four children with love. And I did a couple illustrate a couple books for her. One is Lily loves books and the other is Gracie saves the day and they, they have great messaging. And I, I, I'm, um, you know, I'll take on a project if I really believe in, you know, what they're, what they're saying and what they're doing. And she's just, she's just an incredible, incredible woman. And the, the books have really great messages. So, so yes, I I enjoy. My favorite is illustrating animals. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what I love to do. (laughs) But um, but she had her, you know, just like you, she had she was um, wonderful to work with. She had a very particular idea of what she wanted her characters to look like. So we went through that same process of kind of trying out some different looks for her for her books, and um, and and that's fun for me too to to be able to try these different styles and um, see if I can really kind of bring to life exactly what it is they're looking for. And sometimes it's hard to explain what it is that you see in your head you know? So there's a little bit of back and forth to go, okay, now I got it. <laughs> no, got and it you always did. You know,
1: yeah. you know what? Yeah. I was very descriptive in particular on what I wanted and you'd like, go, oh, okay. And you'd send it back to me and i go, oh my gosh, magic. That's so helpful. <laughs> That's so. With, the more descriptive, <laughs> the better. <laughs> Good.
3: But I've, I've had, I mean, I feel really lucky. I feel really blessed. I've, everyone that I've worked with has just been such a joy to work with. And you really, it becomes like you're, your baby, you know, bringing this, bringing Mm -hmm. these different books to life. And you're, you're just excited about it together. So. Well, you make that easy,
1: Rebecca. I'll tell you that. You make me a partner in all of this easy. So what other, like, what projects are you working on now? I mean, um, as far as myself, the, the third book in the trilogy came out, though I already have people asking me, are you going to do like a, I said, well, the trilogy's done. They go, well, how about a prequel on Sophie? and olive and be, before olive became the diva and i'm like oh my gosh i can't even think of that right now but <laughs> but what other projects that is awesome. it th- i don't, oh my goodness <laughs> what other projects are you working on right now
3: So I actually have, there's a few books that I've written a while ago that I wanted to get back to that are more of like the picture books. Mm -hmm. But then I also, um, I have to finish the last book in the Farley and Friend series. And the Farley and Friend series, each book represents one of the pledges in the friendship pledge promise. So um, the kids, they get this iron-on patch and there's five promises in the pledge. So I really need to get that last book done because that (laughs) <laughs> represents the last part of the So I want to have this series that it's a little pre-chapter series, um, have it. So it's more like a book club. So when oh, they, when they've completed all the five books, which are three chapters each, then they get the, the friendship patch mm-hmm. it becomes more of like a, you know, a goal to read through the five books and they're part of the friendship club and they have the friendship patch. Oh, um, so I really do need to get that last book published and, and out. And um with the just with everything that's gone on in the world in the past two years, I've had the other books finished, but they haven't been published. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, I'll be able to get everything printed and out. So it's a collection. Um, and then, you know, I'm just going to continue to work on, I have this uh, the story called Frowns Upside Down, which is a really great <sighs> message for, <laughs> for everything that's been yes. going on in the world now. Just about spreading love and, and joy and kindness and how just one act of kindness can really create this um, domino effect that can can help change the day you know so and that's um, so important so have especially with children now yeah to be illustrated and I'm gonna focus on that and just continue with Farley and far the Farley and friends the plushie just got picked up by um, 1-800-Flowers so, so that's exciting <laughs> that so is. Up, up, up
1: on there <laughs> that is great yeah. and he's so adorable too and I just want to clarify all of his books are like children's picture books but farley is a, is for a little bit like the next level up and yeah,
3: like second grade yes second grade yep
1: And the stories that he has, the message that he sends is very, very important. And uh, your other children's books, I just want to touch on for a second, because you always had, which you helped me do with this book, because we had Sophie as like a little fairy dog mother, like a little fairy and all the things. And you used to have little hidden, like mice and little cute little things. And I remember you had the little plush ones and the kids would love them. And they had little messages.
3: Yes, yes. So I had these little these little plush mice made, and they had different character qualities. And then that kind of transitioned into this little character named Cornelius. And he actually, if if people go to my Etsy shop, um, if they look up pause Publishing, P-A-W-Z Publishing, Cornelius is actually great for any age. He's a little mouse. He's got these little wireframe glasses. And he comes in this little gift box with a book of inspiring poems. Oh. <laughs> so he is the character that's hidden throughout and then became a main character in... The Farley and Friend um, series. But I, I love, you know, once again, just going back to the things that we loved in childhood, I always loved the hidden,
1: the little yes, Easter egg. Yes. The little Easter egg, yes. So, uh-huh.
3: um, so, yeah, that's something. And the kids like looking for it. He would be kind of hidden. In the first couple books, there was um, the little hidden mouse. Um, I think that's so good. That cute. they put look for.
1: In Olive's books, and through the theme of your books, and it seems like kind of everything you touch, there's a theme of love and kindness. And with Olive's, it had um, her forever friends and family. And one of her forever friends, we've been talking about all these animals that we love, is your sweet little mocha. Before we go, can you tell all the listeners about your little mocha? Oh, my goodness. Well, mocha is
3: the love of my life. She is a... (laughs) pug and King Charles Cavalier mix. And you might be like wondering what that looks like, but she actually looks like a miniature boxer. She's
0: so and cute. now and now that
3: the pug gene is fully kicked in, a chubby miniature boxer. <laughs> she's <laughs> so, so cute. She has, She's got the more reddish, you know, um, fur and, and the, lot, the kind of long legs, but she's still very tiny. And um, she is just so full of personality. She's just the most loving little doggy I've ever had in my life. And I actually did write a story about mocha and I'm, I got to get on back on that, but <laughs> and get her story out too.
0: <laughs> but, she's um, so
3: cute. She, she's adorable. She's got the most, ex- she's got those big
1: express, big
3: expressive eyes. eyes. <laughs> yep. Found a little um, puppy that looks just like Mocha, and it looks like a mini Mocha, and we couldn't resist.
1: Nice, that's so nice. And you know yep. what, Rebecca, you fostered another dog, and Mocha loved being a yes. uh, a sister. So I think that this is going to be really good. Ha- being she in a house with three dogs. dogs, it's it always mm-hmm. helps. I think when you have more dogs m- for them to interact with in your home, it, it's it's great, and I think it keeps them stimulated and and intelli- their intellect go. You know, like they're very and they bond. I think it's so wonderful. So oh, congratulations. Absolutely. I'm so Yay! happy so for I'll, you. I'll send you.
3: picture. But um, she, yeah, Mocha definitely, um, p- pugs tend to be on the, the sleepier side, you know, so <laughs> we were thinking for her because she loves to play and she just loves, she did so well with Mumu, our, our foster. And um, yes, I think that'll be really good for her, just like you're saying as, as a playmate and to kind of get her up. You know, she, she's the type that you walk her one time around, around the block and then she puts the brakes on. She's like, that's it. I'm done. Uh, no more. I know I have
1: three of those. I understand that totally. Okay. Walk time's over. Yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so Rebecca, where can the listeners go to learn more about you learn more about your amazing work, your books, your Etsy shop? I mean, you have so much and it's such a delight to to see them and to to be a part of it so where can the listeners go to learn more about you and all of your amazing work
3: sure so there's actually this might be a little confusing but there's three different sites that they can find me on one is the farley and friends and it's spelled f-a-r-l-e-e farley and friends instead of the e-y so f-a-r-l-e-e farley and friends.com and the next is pause publishing which is p-a-w-z publishing and if they just google that the etsy page should come up and then the other is my website which is rebecca and it's r-e-b-e-k-a-h rebecca phillips.com and they can just kind of see some of the other work that i've done and if i think if you if you do google my name some of the other stories that i've you know done illustration for and things like that will will come up oh i i we, i didn't talk about this one but there's also a book that i recently illustrated for a musician named Mark Broussard. Yeah, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful book, beautiful story that he, oh my goodness, that he wrote. And he actually wrote that for a children's hospital in Louisiana. Oh. So a, a, the portion of proceeds go back to the children's hospital.
1: Oh, that's so nice. So, and I remember yeah. when you were a part of that, that's a, that's a big honor. And it was for such a good, uh, good it was, cause. oh yeah, yeah. So, but,
3: um, but yeah, they, you know, my website or just,
1: those three, those three areas, they can, those three sites, they can find me. And I think if you just Google, you'll see a lot. I mean, that's so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being our guest, and thank you for creating such magical characters and illustrations for pleasure. all of us to, to all of us you know, as readers and people who are out here, just like. Loving things that bring kindness and joy and love to our hearts and your illustrations and your work and your books do. And of course for my sweet olive, you brought this little magical character to life who the world has fallen in love with. So I thank Mm -hmm. you so, so much and thank you for being our guest. And I can't believe it, Rebecca, we published the first book in 2018. So, and it's coming up to the date when we just had the release. So I thank you so much. Yeah. It's so joy. It this had, has been my yeah. pleasure. What a magical ride this has been. So I thank you so much. And who knows, we may be getting together maybe next year, who knows, to do the prequel, but we'll put Yay! That- <laughs> I got it. Yay! I have to rest from the other ones. And I love them. So I just, I love them. They're, as you, it's like part of my family. I just love all the books there. I, I'm a book person, and I love anything to do with books and and dogs. So and cats. Yes, and it's just
3: the beginning. because it, <laughs> Now that it's a finished trilogy, it's going. More people are going to, you know, learn about it and
1: learn about Miss Olive and
3: appreciate the books. And it's going to be wonderful.
1: Oh, you're wonderful. So yeah, I thank you so very much, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. And hopefully, we'll having. be talking again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone.
0: That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page. The Doggie Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.